Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management and Emergency Operations Conference Call. Today is March 20, 2019. Today's call is intended to provide congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media an update on the Corps' actions in the basin with regard to water management operations and support to local communities, states, and the tribes. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. This call is being recorded and will be placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash usace nwe. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. We share this call and more information on our Facebook and Twitter sites, NWD, USACE, as well as through the web page, which can be saved to your mobile phone's home screen and used as an app. A link to that web page is in today's press release, as well as on our social media accounts. All lines have been placed on mute during this call. When we get to the question and answer period, remember to unmute your line to ask a question by pressing the star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. Before I get started, I want to clarify that core emergency operations center lines are intended for emergency managers and levy partners. Members of the public should check 511 for road closures and 211 for other questions as well as look to their county and local emergency managers for further guidance. Brigadier General Helminger is not with us today. He has asked that I share that he has visited impacted areas in both the Omaha and Kansas City districts and that our entity is with those directly impacted as expressed by the Vice President during his visit yesterday. We remain committed to work with all state, tribal, and local partners sharing information and rendering assistance. My appreciation goes out to all emergency managers and flood fighters across the region who are making a big difference. And that was from Brigadier General Pete Helminger, the commander for the Northwestern Division, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Moving forward, today's agenda includes an update of the Corps' actions and plans for managing water releases from the six main stem dams, an update from the National Weather Service. We're going to Turn order, we've been going Omaha District first. We'll go with the Kansas City District first, and hopefully Omaha will be able to join us as a, a previously scheduled meeting has run long. Uh, we'll take questions and answers at the end of those updates. And with that, I will turn it over to John Remus. John. Thank you, Eileen. Hello, I'm John Remus. I'm Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division for the Northwestern Division. Our office is responsible for regulating the Missouri River Main Stem Reservoir System. Last evening at 6 p.m., we reduced Gavin's Point discharges to 28,000 cubic feet per second. This morning, we reduced releases from Gavin's Point again to 24,000 cubic feet per second. Inflows into Gavin's Point Reservoir are continuing to decline, but at a very slow rate. At the current release rate, we are passing inflows. We will continue to evaluate the conditions and will likely, if possible, make a reduction to 20,000 cubic feet per second in the morning. Once we get to 20,000 cubic feet per second, we plan to maintain that release as long as downstream conditions allow, as long as system conditions allow, excuse me. We will share our revised release schedule in our daily update, which is found on our website. Our Gavin's Point and Fort Randall releases Release reduction schedule has been shared with the National Weather Service's Missouri River Basin Missouri Basin River Forecast Center for input into their forecast. After my talk, Kevin Lau, the lead hydrologist for the River Forecast Center, will discuss their Missouri River forecast. Gavis Point Pool has dropped below the surcharge. The pool elevation is currently 12, 1208.5 and the pool has dropped about 0.4 feet in the last 24 hours. Because the inflows into Gavin's Point Reservoir have not declined as quickly as expected, Fort Randall discharge remains at zero. Regarding the entire six-project mainstream reservoir system, we have 
15.4 million of the 16.3 million acre feet of flood control storage, or 94% available to store upper basin runoff. We are reevaluating our March 1st river runoff forecast. Preliminary indications are that the annual runoff in the upper basin above Sioux City will be more than what we forecasted on March 1st. We will continue to monitor runoff conditions over the next few weeks as the temperatures in the upper basin warm up and the remaining plain snowpack melts. Our next official runoff forecast will be April 1st. The one-page weekly update that my office usually publishes every Tuesday is now being published on a daily basis. We will continue to update this on a daily basis until mainstream system operations return to normal. This one-page document summarizes system conditions and short-term operational plans. You can find this update on the Missouri Basin River Missouri River Basin Water Management webpage, highlighted in yellow under Weekly Update. That concludes my remarks. Thank you very much. I'll turn it over to Kevin Lau from the River Forecast Center. Kevin? Thank you, John. Um, as John said, I'm Kevin Lau. I work for the National Weather Service at, uh, Missouri Basin River Forecast Center in Kansas City. Currently, we uh, still have major level flooding either occurring or uh, forecast for the Brownville to Atchison Reach. The crest is now uh, at Rulo. The crest should pass um, St. Joe through Leavenworth about Friday and Kansas City Saturday. This weekend we do expect um, light rainfall to occur, light to moderate rainfall to occur across southeast Nebraska, northeast Kansas, um, east, um, all of the state of Missouri, and southern Iowa, Saturday and Sunday, with uh, average amounts on the order of one-half inch, and because there will be embedded thunderstorm activity, some places could receive as much as one inch. We believe that this um, expected rainfall this coming weekend may add or will add to the crest downstream of Kansas City, again, downstream of Kansas City, on the order of a few tenths of a foot. It should not add to the crest between Gavin's Point and Kansas City. As I've been stating the past couple of days, uh, we do expect renewed flooding along the Missouri River downstream of Gavin's Point due to uh, snowmelt inflows from the Big Sioux, the Vermilion, and the James. However, I do have a bit of good news. This morning, uh, the temperature, forecasted temperatures decreased a bit uh, during the snowmelt, and so uh, we do expect a lower crest coming out of the uh, Big Sioux River than we did yesterday. Yesterday, I said that the crest coming out of the uh, Big Sioux uh, the last part of this month uh, would be equal to what we saw this past week on the Big Sioux. But uh, right now we, we have lowered those forecasts somewhat. Um, the James River Basin uh, continues to, uh, preliminary estimates continue to, to point out that the James probably will still be about, um, uh, the crest at the end of the month will be about what we saw uh, last week. Now all of the results of those snowmelt crest coming out of the Big Sioux and the James River Basin. What would be the result of those as it makes its way into the main stem Missouri River below Gavin's Point? We do expect that Omaha uh, through Brownville uh, probably will see um, uh, a new crest that will be close to minor flood stage on or about April 2nd through the 3rd. Now, Rulo is hanging up above flood stage this first week of April anyway, and so uh, the, the added inflow from the Sioux and the James at Rulo will simply be inside the recession of, of the current hydrograph, um, and St. Joseph, the same result. And so um, I, I just want to let folks know that uh, we're not over with the flood season yet. Uh, 
and these projections for what the Big Sioux and the James will do at the end of the month um, do not include any rainfall that might occur between now and then. It just includes the snowmelt. And that, I believe, concludes my flood brief from the National Weather Service. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. We'll turn it over to Kansas City District. There. Kansas City. Star six to come off mute. Can you hear me? We got you. Thank you. All right. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm Jed Kinevan. I'm the Emergency Management Chief for the Kansas City District. Uh, our Emergency Operations Center uh, remains activated. Uh, partial activation. Uh, our hours of operation are uh, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. Uh, we currently have a team of 66 talented core employees engaged in this flood event. Uh, we continue to aggressively communicate with state and local partners that this flood event is not over. Uh, we commit, are, are committed and continue to provide technical and direct assistance in southeast Nebraska, northeast Kansas, and northwest Missouri. Our primary efforts uh, have been centered in Holt and Buchanan counties in Missouri uh, today in Donovan County, Kansas, um, are ongoing. In close coordination with the National Weather Service, we anticipate the crest uh, to move through St. Joe, Atchison, Parkville, and KC through the remainder of the week. We'll continue to monitor conditions downstream from this reach as the water moves east through our district's area of responsibility. I do want to highlight today, though, uh, that we are seeing uh, uh, increased flows in the overbank downstream of Rulo. Um, our teams on the ground uh, reported today that the Cannon Drainage District uh, levy uh, has overtopped. Also, the Holt County Number 9 levy uh, that was overtopping yesterday uh, has been reported as breached. And then previously reported, uh, the Union Township, Holt County Number 10, uh, Holt County Number 15 and Corning levies were overtopped and breached. Uh, all six of the levies that overtopped and breached are on the Missouri River in the state of Missouri. Uh, we continue to project an additional four non-federal levy systems active in our program or a significant risk for overtopping. Uh, however, they all continue to perform as designed. Uh, those four levy systems are in the Rushville, Missouri, Atchison, Kansas, uh, reach of the Missouri River. All of our federal levy systems are performing as designed. Uh, we currently have the four mobile liaison teams in the field providing technical assistance to levy owners and operators. Uh, tomorrow, again, we'll have instrumentation teams in the field to also assist those levy owners and operators. Current number of sandbags that has been issued is 471,000. Uh, we currently have our automatic sandbag machines in the field. Uh, they have been moving from location to location uh, in Holt County, Missouri. Uh, this morning they were in Craig. We have machines moving to Fortescue. Uh, we do have confirmed reports that Craig, Missouri, uh, uh, flood fight efforts this morning failed and that that town is now evacuated and flooded. And the current effort at Fortescue is to prevent uh, uh, water from entering their water treatment uh, facility. The district currently has an inventory of 3.6 million sandbags and various other flood fight materials. Those are positioned throughout the Kansas City District and available for use. Those include HESCO, Bastion, sandbags, uh, and uh, various PTO-driven pumps. The no-work zone safety zone on the Missouri River from River Mile 300 upstream to River Mile 450, and the no-use closure safety zone from River Mile 360 upstream to River Mile 550 remain in effect. Uh, Kansas River reservoir flows are at a minimum, and I believe we are discharging 3,500 cubic feet per second from Truman Dam in the Osage River Basin. That will only continue as downstream uh, flows allow. We continue to provide support to both the Kansas Department of Emergency Management and the Missouri State Emergency Management Agency. 
Again, our current hours of operation are from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. Uh, we can be reached after duty hours by calling 816-426-6320. Uh, after duty, please leave a message and a telephone number, and we'll return that call as quickly as possible. I should iterate, though, that that 816-426-6320 number rings directly into our emergency operations center. And for the general public and the state and local entities that need assistance, we recommend that they dial that number directly anytime, day or night. In summary, dangerous conditions still exist on the Missouri River within the Kansas City District. As we stated yesterday and earlier in this presentation, the event is not over. Uh, please plan your flight, uh, flood fighting efforts in accordance with the current uh, National Weather Service forecast, uh, as well as uh, uh, heating watches and warnings. Now remember, safety is not an accident. Thank you. This concludes the district's remarks. Thank you, Doug. Is anyone from the Omaha district on the line? Star six to come off mute. Okay, uh, because we have, um, we don't have a representative from the Omaha District available at the moment, what we will do is go ahead and begin taking your questions, and if they are able to join us later, then we will pause where we are and allow them to present their briefing. So at that, um, we're going to manage questions based on groups and locations. We'll start with congressional, tribal, state, and local government, and then we'll move to the media. I'll go by state in alphabetical order. As you've heard, press star six to come off mute to, answer, to ask your question. We'll start with the state of Iowa. State of Kansas. Again, star six to come off mute to uh, ask any questions. State of Missouri. Montana, Nebraska, again, star six to come off mute to ask any questions. North Dakota, South Dakota, State of Wyoming. Pardon me, I, I wanted to jump in as um, to the state of South Dakota. This okay. Is, this is Russell Gall from Charles Mix Electric. We're along the Missouri River, um, along Fort Randall. And I was just wondering if, if anybody could tell me, do we anticipate any flooding in the uh, between Fort Randall and uh, Gavin's Point in the near future? In the very near future, no. Uh, we'll have to wait to see what the uh, uh, the actual runoff is later this year. Uh, we also may have some uh, uh, channel capacity issues due to the uh, large amount of water coming in from the Narrabrae River. We may have to reestablish, have the river reestablish its channel there, so there may be some uh, high water or uh, Possibly some flooding just from normal operations. We'll have to wait and see. But in the immediate future, no. This is John Ramos with the uh, Water Management Office. Are there any other questions from uh, states, tribes, congressional? Okay. Lieutenant Colonel Starkle from the Omaha District has joined us, and we will pause and allow him to present his uh, brief. And then um, after he's delivered that, we'll check to see if there are any questions. Again, we'll just open it to um, congressional, tribal, state, local officials with respect to the additional information he provides, and then we'll move to the media. With that, I'll turn it over to Lieutenant Colonel Starkle. 
Hello, good afternoon. I'm Lieutenant Colonel James Starkville, Deputy Commander of the Omaha District. Um, as usual, our focus remains on ensuring the safety of our citizens and communicating the conditions of the river system to all of our partners and stakeholders. And we continue to provide floodplain assistance to state, local, and tribal agencies as requested. Um, yesterday afternoon, Colonel Hudson and Brigadier General Helminger had the opportunity to visit with Vice President Pence about flood conditions, and they were able to explain uh, some of the impacts of the flooding to him. Colonel Hudson highlighted the water releases along the Missouri River and the Corps' work with the state and local governments. Uh, State's Deputy Commanding General for Civil Works and Emergency Operations, Major General Spellman is currently visiting the Omaha District Area of Operations, and he toured much of the affected area this morning uh, to include uh, looking at the conditions in Hamburg, Iowa, which has recently been in the news. A risk of significant flooding due to the high plain snow, snowpack in the north and South Dakota, um, especially across eastern South Dakota and unregulated James and Big Sioux River basins continues. Uh, I can't emphasize enough that residents should continue to monitor the situation and keep in contact with their local and state emergency management organizations. Levee breaches can happen quickly or gradually and can occur frequently when water overtops the levees and washes out a portion, or they can also occur when water levels are at a lower elevation. Warmer temperatures are forecasted across North and South Dakota over the next week, which will cause snow melts to increase. The Omaha District continues to perform daily surveillance on levees south of Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, in addition to that levee surveillance, we also provide technical assistance to levee sponsors when requested. Um, we will continue to communicate with all of our stakeholders to ensure they are apprised of the current conditions. And uh, as of yesterday, we have added a 10 a.m. call uh, for state and county EOCs and levy sponsors uh, to coordinate any questions or concerns with them. As you're aware, much of the levy system remains compromised. And as of noon today, uh, there are um, more than 30 total breaches across the system. Uh, confirmed breaches exist at uh, L611 to 614 south of Capitol Bluffs, L601 south of Glenwood, Iowa, L594 near Fremont County, Iowa, L575 in Fremont County, Iowa, L550 in Atchison County, Missouri, L536 in Atchison County, Missouri, R613 in Sarpy County, Nebraska, R562 in Neamaha County, Nebraska, Western Sarpy in Ashland, Nebraska, Clear Creek in Ashland, Nebraska, Union Levee in Valley, Nebraska, and R573 in Oto County, Nebraska. The remaining levees south of the Platte River down to Omaha District's southernmost border uh, remain overtopped. As usual, the Omaha District remains ready to provide flood fight material to state and local agencies when requested. And our goal is to send out levy rehabilitation letters in the next week to sponsors so they can begin the process of requesting repairs. Levies must be active in the public law 8499 program to be eligible for this. Depending on your questions. Okay, thank you, Colonel Starkville. And with that, we'll open the floor back up for questions from congressional, tribal, state, or local officials. Um, Star six to come off mute. And again, we'll just field from any or all states. Okay, with that, we'll move to media. Again, star six to come off mute. We'll start with the state of Iowa. Any media representatives from the state of Iowa? State of Kansas. State of Missouri, again, start six to remove your phone from mute to ask your question. State of Montana, Nebraska, this is Nancy from the World Herald. Yes, Nancy. Yeah, I heard uh, Kevin Lowe say that um, Minor flooding was possible with the melt of the snowpack, uh, not accounting for rain. And then I, um, I believe it was the lieutenant colonel 
said that there's a significant risk of flooding. Do you have any sense? I, I don't want to parse things too much, but how worried should people be about the snowpack? Snow melt uh, in the unregulated tributaries. Let Kevin answer that first. I believe that the, um, that the public should be very concerned about the main stem below Gavin's Point for the next month, at least. Did you primarily uh, to snow, snow melt or snow melt rains or both or? Uh, combination of both. That's right. Uh, okay. Yes. Thank you. And then I'll let uh, Lieutenant Colonel Charles provide an update for us. Yeah, I would just add to that um, the, uh, you know, the James River and the Big Sioux River continue to be areas of concern when we look at the, uh, the snowpack melt. A lot of that will depend on how the temperatures play out and if they play out as predicted. And then do you have any sense of whether we have normal to above normal snowpack um, in, these, in this reach of the river? <laughs> That would be Kevin Lau. Uh, this is Kevin Lau. I would say that we have above average simply because it's so late in season. Okay. Also, I also want to stress that when I say minor flooding along the main stem, that's, that's the Missouri River itself with, with absolutely no rain, with absolutely no rain. We are almost assured of minor flooding downstream of Gavin's Point to say St. Joseph. With any additional rain, we'll have uh, more than minor flooding. We expect major to perhaps historic flooding along the Big Sioux and James this season due to the snowmelt and rain. Does that translate into major, uh, some additional major flooding once it gets into the Missouri, or is it no longer necessarily? Would, would you use that kind of language with what remains south of the Gavin's Point Dam? No, I do not use that language south or uh, on the okay. mainland itself. Okay. Yeah, once it gets into the Missouri River, uh, it is no longer going to be major or moderate, but it will be major and moderate along the Big Sioux, James, and Vermilion, perhaps even record. And I, can I ask a difficult uh, political question here a little bit? Um, the center graphic is criticized the core for um, having Hamburg tear down the levy that they had built. Can you explain why that levy had to come down? Is this something you could address? Yeah, this is the from Star School. Yeah, I think what you're referring to is the ditch, what we call the Ditch 6 levy. Um, and uh, that levy was raised temporarily uh, in 2011 when the Missouri River uh, levies failed. So that was uh, inside of L575, um, and what happened was advanced measures like those are required by law to be restored to pre-flood conditions uh, once the emergency is over or improved to federal standards. And uh, we worked a lot with the local uh, sponsors to, to, do, uh, to try to improve them to federal standards, but at the time the, the funding was just unavailable. And um, so they were, that levy was required to be taken back to um, pre-storm standards. Was that local funding was unavailable or federal funding was unavailable? We'll have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah no problem. Thank you. So you're basically saying that part of your, part of your actions were mandated by law? Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Public Law 8499 requires that the structures be restored to their pre-flood conditions or built to federal standards. And in this case, building the federal standards is not possible, therefore it was restored to this pre-flood condition, which included the pre-flood elevation. Thank you. Okay. And I'll get back to you on the other part of that. Thank you. That's all my questions. Thank you, Nancy. Any other questions from media from the state of Nebraska? State of North Dakota. Again, start six to remove your phone from mute to bring a question. State of South Dakota. Eileen, this is Jody at Dakota Radio Group. I'm here. In Sioux Falls. Hey, Jody. 
We'll get to the next. We'll let Jody go first. Go ahead, Jody. I know. Uh, currently, where we're sitting just fine here in in Pierre Lake, Oahe is 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 doing all right. But um, at this point, uh, with the you know shutting down of Randall and slowing down Gavin's Point Dam to try and help things downstream, are we looking at anything that's going to back up this far? And then also with the mountains and plains snowpack north of us. Do we have room to hold that here to keep it from causing more problems downstream? Uh, yes, it's John Remus. We've uh, looked at that uh, quite extensively over the last couple of days, and uh, we we feel we can capture and meter out the uh, snowpack that is uh, above Port Randall, including that to the one into Oahe. Uh, Oahe will raise, and, and sometimes it may raise quite rapidly, but we don't see uh, needing to get any excessive uh, flows uh, out of Milwaukee uh, in that area. But uh, the, way, the lake will come up. It's probably not as high as it did last year. Over. Providing nothing major happens upstream. But we don't get a major rainfall like we did last year. And we get normal precipitation. Thank you. Thanks, Jody. Uh, and then uh, from, uh, go ahead. Uh, this is Michael from Calo TV. Okay, Michael. Uh, um, I uh, heard the strong language about the big Sioux. I'm wondering if what the, how the Corps is concerned about or um, the National Institute is concerned about the Sioux Falls area specifically with the big Sioux River flooding uh, and how all that will be impacted. Kevin, we'll let you talk uh, projected river elevations, and then we'll um, let Lieutenant Colonel Sparkle talk advanced measures. Okay, so this is Kevin Lyle with the National Weather Service. Um, we do expect a crest uh, occurring at uh, Sioux City um, about the 1st of April. Um, Right now, we're, uh, the flow that we're looking at is probably on the order of about 50,000. Um, but yesterday, I believe, we had probably 60, 65,000. It's, it's how the snow is uh, kind of coming off and, and uh, fits and starts, you might say. So our forecast there, our ultimate crest forecast uh, at Sioux City is, um, is in flux as, we, as each day goes. Uh, but we do expect the ultimate crest to occur uh, the last of this month. And right now, uh, at Sioux City itself, it would be in minor flood. But again, that is without any additional rain. It's only with the snow melt. Wait, that's Sioux City or Sioux Falls? I'm talking Big Sioux at Sioux City. Oh, did you ask about Sioux Falls? Yeah. I am very sorry. Let me go and look up there. Okay, so Sioux Falls, um, we're looking uh, at um, a crest about 326 or so, March 26th, um, cresting in right now with moderate flooding, with about uh, 25 to 30,000 as the peak flow at Sioux Falls. Thank you. Hi, this is Jonathan from the Argus Leader uh, in Sioux Falls. And Hold on just one second. Jonathan um, wanted to answer the second part of that question from the uncle, oh, sure. and then we'll go back to you. Sure. My apologies. No, no problem. Yeah, so there are a, a suite of advanced measures we can take in cooperation with our states when they uh, request it. Uh, we are going to be reaching out to the state of South Dakota over the next couple days to discuss what advanced measures they might like to see uh, based on the forecast. And um, we do have LMOs embedded with the state as well who can gather those requirements and, and coordinate them. Um, and then, uh, of course, those two tributaries, the James and the Big Sioux, uh, join the Missouri River after Gavin's Point. So uh, we've been highly involved in advanced measures in, in the local area for the Missouri Mainstream. Can you give an example of an advanced measure? Sorry. Like, what sure. Sure, yeah. Advanced measures can include um, adding 
sandbag sandbags to areas that are of particular vulnerability um, to raise the height of the levee or uh, structure. Um, they can include uh, HESCO bastions, which are uh, Gadion baskets, uh, which can be used to create a, a wall effect to protect certain areas, uh, especially uh, key infrastructure. That would be the state requesting that or the city as well? Uh, normally, the procedure is this: the state will go, the city will go to their state and uh, request it first. And if the state can't fulfill the request, then they would request that from the, the federal government for months. Okay, thank you. All right, thanks, Mike. And then we'll move to you, Jonathan. Sure. Um, thank you. Can you from the artist leader? Uh, I'm sorry, the artist leader. Yeah. Uh, can you? Um, a couple of occasions you referred to the snowpack as potential record snow melt. I, I, can you are you comparing this to like 1969 or 1997? Can you con, I mean can you compare the snow to those sort of record years? Um, if I said that, I didn't mean it. I meant that the snowpack is um, I would say is is greater than average for this time of year because we're so late in the season. Um, I did use the word record to measure with regard to the um, crests that we might expect to see along the Big Sioux and James. And uh, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't, I don't have um, analogs for years like this. Okay, thanks. This is Tina Fitzy in South Dakota. Can I comment? Tina? Yes, go ahead, Tina. Yes, this is Tina Titsi, the director for the State of South Dakota Emergency Management. Just want to make sure that we're clear that we've already been talking advanced measures and any needs that we may have with the Army Corps for several days. I want to make sure that's clear to everyone on the call. That's already in play, and whatever we need, we've been in discussion. Thank you, Tina. Any other questions from the state of South Dakota? Jonathan, did we get your questions answered? I'm good, thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, moving to Wyoming. And then finally, National Press. Again, start six to come off mute. Yes, this is Steve Gorman calling from, from Reuters News. I'm actually in California. All right, thank you, Steve. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to get a better uh, feel for what exactly is going on in the ground in terms of flood preparations in the in the places where the crest is expected on the Missouri to hit next, which I believe you said is is uh, uh, St. Joseph on, Missouri, on the Missouri side and Atchison, Leavenworth area on the Kansas side as early as tomorrow, or is that Friday? And what, what's going on in terms of sandbagging, evacuation, you know, et cetera? Hand that to you, Judd. Yeah, can, can you hear me? Yes, we have you. Yes. All right. So, so over the last few days, um, there have been a lot of flood preparations, particularly in Donovan County, Kansas, and Buchanan County, Missouri, with uh, multiple sandbag filling operations. So they're well prepared there as a community. They're continuing to monitor. Uh, the Corps of Engineers has liaison teams on the ground working with those local levy owners and operators. Uh, we're linked in uh, with KDM uh, on the Elwood side. Uh, and at the state level, ELC. So there's lots of activities that have been going on. And then we've been in communication with our sponsors through, which are owners operators, through that entire region. Well, some of them are already actively flood fighting. Uh, for those areas that have yet to see the crest, some of those levee systems like Rushville Sugar Lake uh, are already uh, at the top of levee. So any uh, incremental rise will likely cause them to overtop. So they've got about all the water they can handle right now. Um, upstream in Holt County, they flood fought furiously, and they're still flood fighting some of those communities. Uh, but most of the systems up there, non-federal levees and non-programming levees, have been overtopped and bleached. And then as we move east, we're in pretty continuous contact with our owners and operators, and they know where to... Um, uh, ask for assistance and when to ask for assistance, but we're continuing to work with them as the crest moves downstream and our focus again will be primarily 
the non-federal levy system. We expect our federal levy system to perform quite well. And uh, if we have to, we'll bring on additional aid on teams, put them in the field, and start moving them uh, east down the Missouri River. Over. All right, thank you. Are there evacuations uh, planned or being advised at this point? Or well, so evacuations are a local issue, and made, that decision is made at the local level. So um, I do know that they have, have talked about uh, uh, targets for evacuation. Uh, particularly on the Elwood, Kansas side. Uh, right now, that stage is not projected uh, to get to that point. And then they have communities up in Holt County that actually um, uh, have been evacuated. And, and we go back to, hey, look, public safety is always our number one. And, and we closely monitor conditions, and we work the best we can uh, with our local stakeholders and, and the state and local partners. So uh, we're in this for the long haul. And we'll be there through the flood event, and then as we move into recovery, we'll also be right there by their side. Over. Thank you. And, and one last question: I've been asked to ask if the snow melt is moving, the water from the snow melt is moving rather relatively slowly downstream, or you know, how how fast is that water coming? Well, let Kevin start with an answer, and then um, if John Reeves wants to add anything, we he can do that. But Kevin Lau. Uh, if you're there. Well, as we, this is Kevin Lau at the National Weather Service. So in Nebraska last week, uh, snow melt was almost instantaneous with the rainfall on top of it. Um, as we move forward and move move northward with plain snow melt, I, I expect plain snow melt to be, uh, uh, the, the speed of it to be enhanced because we're moving into warmer and warmer weather. So snow melt uh, almost has to come off quicker than than normally because we're so late in the season now, and now the se uh, now the temperatures are becoming more seasonable as opposed to a couple of weeks ago when they were way below uh, normal. So I expect snow melt to occur, um, uh, snow melt rates to be enhanced uh, as we move north and west uh, to the plains with the snow melt this season. Thank you very much. John, did you want to add anything to that? Okay. Uh, any other questions? It's Smith of the New York Times. I have a question for Lieutenant Colonel Sparkle. Um, Who is that again with the New York Times? I'm sorry. Yeah, Mitch. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, another question about, about the Hamburg situation there. Um, I appreciate you addressing that a little bit earlier. wanted to know if you had any sense, has that levy that has been in place in 2011 been there, do you know if that would have, and it had held, would that have held back the funds that hit this week? And, and what's the process for determining what that levy will look like going forward if the recovery happens there in other places? Yeah, I, I, what I can say is um, the chances are the, the levy, uh, if the district's levy had been left in place, it would still be, it would still have been overtopped based on the storm condition. Um, the as far as future, uh, the future of the levies there, law requires us to restore them to the pre-storm conditions. So if there's going to be a, a determination in, in the future about changing those levy conditions, then those will have to be discussed, uh, and legislation will have to be put in place to affect that. Anything else, Mitch? That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions? Yeah, was that Lieutenant Colonel just now? Yeah, that's Lieutenant yeah. Colonel James Starkle. Thank you. Any other questions? This is Tom Waters with the Missouri Levy Association. I wonder if Kevin could comment on that. You know, if all these levies breached and overtopping, it's got to be more difficult to uh, – Figure, figure the forecast. I wanted to comment a little bit about the, you know, the reliability of it and the confidence in your in your forecast with all these levees open and how much harder it is for you guys to do that. That's an excellent question. Thank you. Yeah, it um, over the past three or four days, it's been very challenging. Now that now that we have uh, the crest at Rulo 
we're 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 coming we're becoming more confident with our forecast. Uh, I forgot to mention in my introductory remarks that we uh, the Kansas City District Corps of Engineers actually provided two hydraulic engineers yesterday and one today to help us um, with our modeling to uh, help with the um, in particular the water uh, going behind the levees and also coming back out of the levees back into the river and so. Um, um, we, we appreciate uh, the extra resource, the extra manpower and knowledge in helping us uh, try to um, uh, get a handle on the complexities due to the the, uh, the compromised levees and how the uh, it's interacting with the river. So, uh, long story short, uh, it's been a very challenging week for us, um, but but as we move forward. As the crest now um, is at Rulo, we are more and more confident with our downstream crest. Um, I, I must admit, though, as we move forward with the with the levees now uh, breached, or uh, many of them breached, as we move forward in the, in the flood season the next few months, um, the stage discharge relationships uh, at higher flows, of course. Um, have been have become invalidated, if you will, because of the uh, compromised um, levy situation. So, um, if we do have high water in the future, which is you know a, a fairly good uh, possibility, uh, uh, these same challenges will crop up again. I hope yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, just to follow up, uh, what about the? Uh, the monitoring gauges on the plains for the snowpack. I know over the last several years, funding restraints has had some of those taken down. Are you confident in the snowpack? Have you had people in the field validating the, what, the, what the gauges are telling you? Yes, we do have some observations, some field observations that assist us in, in um, keeping our simulated uh, snow water equivalents correct in our river forecast model. Uh, the Corps of Engineers um, have been a big proponent of this, and they have solicited um, volunteers to go out uh, to make measurements. We could always always use more, um, and we don't rely only on uh, what we believe the the, the snowpack is and means. We also rely on our remote sensing facility in uh, Minneapolis, and we've had uh, at least bi-weekly calls with them and the Corps of Engineers to, to make sure that uh, that uh, our agencies are in concert with, with what we believe to be the snowpack conditions in the plains. But you do raise a very good point. Um, it would help us immensely, help all agencies immensely, if, um, if we had a better observation network for snowpack, plains snowpack. Thank you. This is Nancy again from the Rural Herald. I want to jump in on that question. Can you hear me? Yeah, so after the flood of 2011, you guys had a lot of needs to repair, a lot of damage. Do you happen to have the ability to say, we asked for X million dollars to repair our levees and dams, and et cetera, but we got X million, and presumably including your uh, monitoring networks, does that question make sense? I'm trying to get a sense of this, the scale of the unmet request that you made of Congress or, or higher-ups. You probably have to go back and get you an exact figure. Um, we okay. you have, we had different repairs that were needed. We had the dams, we had the levees, and then there were um, other, other pieces to that, and there were multiple requests that were made separately and then different ones were funded. Okay, thank you. Are there any other last questions out there? This is Dan Cassidy with Missouri Farm Bureau. Um, one question, we haven't heard any discussion today about any potential flooding below Kansas City. Uh, one of the things that, that we've heard is that uh, the river came up so quickly that there were farmers that weren't able to uh, relocate grain out of bins in the bottoms. Um, and, and so just curious, looking ahead a few days as the crest moves, uh, is that something that farmers should be concerned about uh, below Kansas City? Kevin Lyle? 
Okay, so this is Kevin Lau again with the National Weather Service uh, River Forecast Center. We do expect, uh, as this crest uh, moves downstream to Kansas City, we do expect um, Friday or Saturday that uh, Sibley will um, crest, well, it's already in flood stage. Uh, Sibley will crest in moderate. Uh, Napoleon, Waverly, Miami, Glasgow, Boonville, Jeff City, Gasconade, Herman. Yeah, the, the entire lower reach is pretty much already in flood stage uh, right now, and the crest, the crest from this will hit Herman. Um, Probably next uh well herman is or um, yeah herman should fall below flood stage I apologize should fall below flood stage um at the end of the month end of the month so yes um the lower reach is already in flood stage in many locations uh the crest will sort of just kind of be absorbed in what's already out there. Hey, Dan. Hey, this is Judd. Hey, look, uh, yeah, uh, farmers and landowners should be really paying attention. Uh, even at moderate levels, particularly between Kansas City and Glasgow, going to place significant water on the non-federal levees within that reach. Uh, we're monitoring it. We adjust our uh, uh, assessment for each of those levee systems every day, multiple times a day with a new river forecast. And then when we think we need to engage, we are engaging. Uh, but the non-federal levy systems between Kansas City uh, and Glasgow uh, will generally, most of them will have water on them. Uh, most of them are projected to have less than five feet of freeboard. Uh, so farmers and landowners uh, need to be paying attention. And if they need assistance, uh, they need to dial us into the USC or contact the local emergency manager and work through the state. And uh, we'll be happy to provide that assistance. Over. Thanks, Judd. Again, any last questions before we adjourn? Going once, going twice. We appreciate your participation today. We'll hold another update tomorrow, same time, 3 p.m. Central. Dial-in number and access code will remain the same. Thank you.